That's probably also why you don't sleep, Mike. I think I found the root of the problem here. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't sleep because I, I'm so afraid to ever miss out on anything. I just, what if like my friend called and wanted to do something? What if my brother called and was like, I want to play golf? I'm like, oh, I've missed that opportunity. So yeah, so it's too you much going on. pretty much invented FOMO is what you're telling us at this point. I didn't invent it, but I fully embrace it. everybody, and welcome back to The Human Element, Kara's podcast focused on finding ways to inject humanity and insight into modern marketing. Uh, today, we are breaking news. Well, let me just say like half breaking news. I know it already hit the trade, so no one should be surprised right now when you're listening to this. But I'm joined by Mike Law, newly announced CEO of Kara US. Congrats, Mike. Thanks for joining us. I am excited to be here again. I'm excited to be here in this new role. Yeah, I'm just genuinely pretty excited right now. I think you've been on this pod about like six times now. We owe you about like six shirts, some coffee mugs, like the whole thing at this point. I'm not sure if that's because I'm the only sucker that will do it or because maybe people actually listen. But I I assume the prior, but maybe hope for the latter. (laughs) Obviously, this is a significant role. What sort of emotions kind of came into play when you found out this might be your next opportunity? I mean, there is a a wide range of emotions, I would say, as you know, and I'm sure a handful of people that are listening know. I started at CARA in January of, of 2000. It was my first job in New York City, really my first time in New York City. I had spent 18 months working at a, a small agency in Boston, which was you know, maybe the best 18 months of, of my life at the time and came to New York because everyone said to work in advertising, you need to go to, to New York City. So this is a, an amazing journey of, of full circle. It's uh, amazing to think that, you know, somebody who's got kind of a different background with an investment background moving into a position like this and just a genuine kind of like gratefulness and humbleness. Like I just... I said this about my, I guess, my old job uh, and almost every job that I've had to date. Like, I can't believe people let me do this. And uh, I'm so fortunate to be able to do it with amazing people and in an amazing industry that that has the power to do really cool things. So I'm just really excited. I'll be honest, a bit nervous, uh, but I know they've got a great cast of people around us and some great clients. And we're really looking forward to just you know, bringing Kara back in 2022 and getting some of that mojo back. And it's going to be a great year. And I can't wait to do this pod next year to tell everybody about all the successful things we've done. It's been 20-ish years now within the network. What does Kara mean to you? I actually went back, Chelsea, and read my goodbye email from January of 2010. So I had I found that email that I wrote and I read that and, and a lot of that note was about family and about um, my connection to the agency and all of the things that I had experienced being at Cara, having a family, my kids being born while I was here, growing up and just learning a lot about life in that time. So Cara has always kind of been part of that. I saw Kara from the other side of the street, quite literally, when I went to Pfizer to be the be the client. Uh, and I saw the way that Kara approaches business from, from both sides. And there's a, a genuineness. There's a sense of collaboration and people first that even when I was here and we were 100 people, 
it's still that same sense of family that I, and I, I really hope that that continues to be our trademark. And I mean, just to, to put that into to play a little bit, and I, I talked about this on the town hall briefly yesterday, but two of the first phone calls that I had yesterday morning after the announcement went out were from the CEOs of Cara the day that I started in 2010. So even 21 years later, to talk to both of them about what Cara meant to them at the time, what it means to them today, and their kind of excitement about me taking on this role was was a pretty surreal moment, which was which was awesome. That is awesome. I love that. Did they give you any tidbits of advice? They both were really just talking about exactly what I said, like what is the original spirit of Cara and what was the mission then and and how has that evolved over time, but not necessarily changed, but but evolved and making sure that you really understand the business and, and put our clients and our people first. We want all of our people to succeed and have the platform to do that. And we want them to do that in the in the spirit of the work that we do for for our clients who are some of the best and the biggest in the world. And we should be so fortunate to continue to work with with all of them. So looking back yourself, has there been any pivotal moments in your career that you would recognize being here in this place today? There's a couple. I think that obviously what I mentioned before, the move to New York. I one time did a chart about how I grew up in a you know super small town. My high school high school graduating class was like 120 people. So small town to Providence, where I went to college, to Boston, to New York. I kind of I grew the cities accordingly to to get used to each one. So I think the move to New York, number one, and choosing Cara. Like I, I had an offer from uh, two other agencies, much bigger, much more well known, and I had. A couple people when I moved to New York tell me I was crazy for going to Cara. Who are they? Was the line. And I just felt the connection to this agency from, from day one. The second one was the going to and coming back from Pfizer. At the time, again, kind of unprecedented that somebody with an investment background at the time, a TV buyer going to the client side, it was an unbelievably fortuitous opportunity that worked out. I call it getting my kind of professional MBA, my sabbatical. I learned a lot about business and life in those two and a half years in perspective. And what I learned there, I certainly brought back into my investment role when I came back to to Cara and then when we launched Amplify. So I think that's probably the defining moment. It was a bit risky, probably about as risky as I'm going to get, I guess. But it was it was different and it was hard to walk away. But I, I just knew very similar to this role that it was the right thing to do. And I'll just a quick story on that, that a couple of weeks ago, I guess, as I was considering this role and thinking about it, my mindset changed. The reason I knew it was the right thing to do is because I, I woke up in the middle of the night. I don't sleep very much, but <laughs> when I do, I woke up. And I was at the point where I was like, wow, if this doesn't work, I'm going to be super disappointed. Like I had become so invested in wanting to kind of lead Kara into the future that I was going to be really bummed if it didn't work out. So the experience at Pfizer, the move to New York City are kind of those two big pivotal moments. I think that's actually a great way to identify what you really want is when you actually realize you might miss out on an opportunity or feel really disappointed if you didn't get it and you didn't know that in the beginning, but you knew that in the middle. So I love that. Yeah, absolutely. So looking back, what piece of advice would you give your younger self and also our, you know, younger generations of professionals in Kara? 
I think curiosity and just kind of this like relentless pursuit to be better, to think through the lens of kind of the broader issues and topics that happen, the curiosity is is really key. And, you know, one of the things that going all the way back to the beginning was understanding like what, where you fit into the puzzle and having that perspective. And some of that's about, you know, taking a job to a career. Some of that is, you know, about understanding the work that you do and the impact that it has. But by being curious and saying, okay, I'm pretty good at what I do, but how does what I do affect what everybody else is doing? And how can I make everybody else better? And how can what I do help? Don't be afraid. Like I had a friend when I just bought my first house. He is a very good craftsman. And he said, look, anything can be fixed right? Don't be afraid to put a hammer through a wall. It's just sheetrock. It's just wood. We can, we can fix it. So don't be nervous to take that first swing. It's the, it's the hardest swing to take, but you'll figure it out. There's a YouTube video for how to fix it. You can call somebody to fix it. Uh, and I think that that's true here too. We want to you know, weigh the pros and cons, but don't, don't feel like, well, somebody already built the wall, so I can't what it's it's there why can't i'll figure out a way to go around it like sometimes you have to go through that wall and and have the courage to do so i love that also i don't know if there's any youtube videos to fix any media planning and buying mistakes but um there is probably a market for that (laughs) i bet there is actually i I don't know if we should listen to them but i bet there is (laughs) yeah we won't be starting that either um (laughs) well let's dive into the role what are you most excited for in this new role? I've been really fortunate over the past few years to work really closely with a lot of the Cara client leads and a lot of the clients. But I would say one step removed. And I, I keep saying about this role, like, I know what I know, but I'm not going to pretend to know what I, what I don't know. So there's going to be a lot of listening in these first few days, few weeks, few months to really understand, you know, what the work is that's being done and what where the areas of, of opportunity exist. So I think for me, I'm really excited to kind of re-engage with those client leads, with the teams, with our clients. I've sent some notes to our clients over the last 12 or 14 hours just saying, look, I think there's so much opportunity in this industry for us right now. I can't wait to kind of just hear from you. Like, what are you thinking? What are the challenges that you're facing and how can we help you solve for them? And not just listen, but say, here are the things we think are going to happen. Here's the way we think that the world is going to change. So how do we work together to fix that or to improve that or to define that change? to make our clients stand out. So I think just getting that one click closer to our our clients and the CARA teams and the people, many of who I know and hundreds who I I don't know yet, but being back in that fray is what I'm really looking forward to. Before those conversations are had right now, where do you think your most important areas of focus are going to be in the few months? I think that in these first few months, I think on the client side, reestablishing some of the the relationships and and making sure that they see Cara and their teams as an extension of their teams, as genuine thinkers and caretakers of their business, and that our teams go to sleep and wake up thinking about their business. We should be as engaged in their business as possible. So I want our clients to know how genuinely and deeply we care about their business. That's the business side. 
The other side, equally, if not maybe a titch more important, is our people, right? And it's a it's a very easy thing to say, our people, right? Every, nobody, no leader is going to start off a presentation without saying, I care about our people and our people first. I know that these last two years have been incredibly difficult. We're going to have six, 12, 18 more months of figuring out, do I go to the office? Do I not go to the office? Can I get on a plane? Can I go to a conference? How do I come in? What's comfortable? What's this new way of working look like? And geez, we've had a tough couple of years. So how do we make it, make it better? I want people to wake up with the same excitement about working at Cara that I do. I'm going to wear a blue sweater every day. We're going to bleed some Cara blue around here. And I think that that's really important to really be passionate about the brand that we we represent every day to be proud to work here. So we're going to spend a lot of time just making sure that people feel that energy and whatever I can do and whatever the teams can do to make that kind of just part of people's every day will be really important to me. And I hope to bring that energy. And I hope the people who know me will say, I'm going to talk to everybody in the hallway. I'm going to ask your name. We're going to talk. I'm going to support your career. Whatever we can do to make this the the best place to work uh, would be my goal. Where do you see differentiated areas for Kara in the marketplace? I think that for Kara, one, we've got this amazing set of clients who we've been working with for a long time and some newer clients in in the portfolio. So I think that the deepness of the relationships that we have is actually a real advantage to how we move forward because we are moving forward as one. So that collective leverage is really important. I think some of the differentiators, you know, I'll start with the beginning, which is our understanding of, of people, right? Like we understand people better than anybody else. And to take that a step further, our ability to then connect with those people, to make sure that the people we talked about that can move our business are the same people that we're connecting with through different media channels. And then our ability to measure that and optimize. You know, we talked about at one point is connected buying. And it's why when I was on the investment side, I talked about investment as an input and not an output. So I think our understanding of people, our connection to the media marketplace, and then our ability to activate those two things together is a real point of differentiation for Cara. And I hope to connect this back to my last point previously, our people's passion to go find those unique opportunities is better than anyone else's. And I use this as an example a lot, but it is very easy to put like big, known partners on a media plan because we're all so busy. That's It's the easy thing to do. Our tools tell us to do it. And that's going to work fine. And there are times where we'll do that. But as we move into the future and we think about how do we better incorporate data? How do we use automation to make the transactional transactional, but give people the time to go find these little nuances, these little corners of opportunity? The two examples I can think of One's a person and one is in a very important movement is, and I know we're just chatting about him, but a guy like Mike Liu, right? Who's going to talk about these companies and Sarah Stringer, who's the first person to ever talk to me about gaming. Like these are the things that are going to happen in the future and it's hard work and you have to have a passion 
to sell that into a client. It's not as easy as just check the box, put that everyone knows partner on the media plan, Brad Stockton, like these people dig around corners to find new opportunities. So that that's number number one is an example. Number two is the work that we've done in the last 24 months around economic empowerment. That is hard work, but we so genuinely and passionately believe in it. We understand why it's important. Our clients understand why it's important. And the movement that we've made in that space, whether it be the 30-day payment terms, whether it be the hundreds, if not thousands of partners that we've introduced our clients to, we need to keep doing that. And all of that job description Bullet number one is just passion. Just I'm going to go find something different and I'm not just coming in to check the box and go home. So we'll make the transactional easier by thinking about how we use automation. And then we'll open up our minds to think about how we differentiate and do those cool things you say, wow, never thought of that before. Your investment background is extremely unique to the role that you're you're taking on at Kara. How are you going to bake that into your day-to-day and actually provide differentiation for you, yourself, as the CEO? Yeah, it's a it's a great question. I, I've got a lot of answers to, to that. No, number one, I'll just cheer on a little bit, like a win for the investment guys, right? Like we, we're always the last few slides of any, any pitch or any meeting, but now it, it's not just me. There's a handful of us across the industry who have moved into these agency roles and just really excited to kind of highlight that that background and expertise into this space. I think, and I, I believe this for a long time, that our, the connection to our partners is so important. And I've spent, you know, the better part of my career really closely working with not just media companies and publishers, but their product teams. And if you think about how we build partnerships inside of Dentsu and Acara, it is about going far beyond uh, just the commercial value of it, but how do we differentiate and bring unique value to, to our clients? So I think our partners and my background with our partners is actually critical to how we move forward. This is a lot of the things we're going to solve for in the next 18, 24 months, three years is not necessarily a single client solution. These are industry topics that we have to address So the collective of value for all, the collective of client plus partner plus agency and moving that forward is going to be so critical. So I think my relationships in that space will come in uh, really handy. But what I will say is that team is in in some good hands. And I'm genuinely proud of of the work that we've done in that space. And I will always have a soft spot for that team. But I think it's also because I, I realize the importance of it. I'm thrilled for Kara to be moving into that that role. Uh, she is a great shepherd of the dollars that we spend and our clients, and a, and a great voice for change in the market. So, it's one of those things. I just I know we we've gotten a great investment product that we want to highlight as part of that the differentiation of of the way Kara uh, services business. But when you combine that with the strategy work that we do, the performance work that we do, the effectiveness work, and you bring all of that into one story, I think that we can over-deliver for every one of our current clients and every one of those prospective clients that's going to come through the door. I think that's exactly right. And I think it's an exciting time for you in this role. Also, you just broke news again for the second time. So Kara Lewis, shout out for congratulations to Chief investment officer of Dentsu Media US. 
Yes, I think your next pod might need to feature one, said uh, Carol Lewis. <laughs> I'm sure she's thrilled to be asked this way. I will send her the pod link and have her <laughs> report to the end of it to get her invitation. Yes. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So last question before we hit the lightning round. Why do you love this business? Uh, so many reasons, but uh, yeah, I know it's a, a totally cliche answer, but it, it really is about the people, right? And I think any business that, that people work in, you know, there's there's jobs and there's careers. And I think most people, if you talk to them, whether they work in advertising or finance or real estate or retail, whatever it is, most people come to work because they love the people they do it with. I love the people. I love the constant change that this industry brings. My really terrible joke is that you can learn as much about this business in the New York Post as you can in the Financial Times. Like everything impacts what we do in advertising. So there's a constant change for for somebody who likes like lots of different topics and the application of them. It's It's a great business to be in. And then the third thing I would say is just this community's ability to impact change. I've seen so many issues that this industry has taken on from, you know, helping kids in New York City and L.A. and Chicago and around the world that need help with education, that need help with putting food on their tables, that need help with exercise and physical fitness. And these groups come together and we have an ability to impact them, the work that the Ad Council does to get important messaging out. So our ability to impact change and to come together as a community, not just as a collective, but that many times I've seen somebody, a single person in our industry hurting, needs help, their family, somebody's unfortunately sick or gets hurt. When the hurricanes happen, when the floods happen, so quickly people are there to help those people. That's the kind of thing you want to come to work with every day, knowing that people have your back and genuinely care about you. And I just, I I love that about this business and the people that were around. I couldn't have said it better myself. Lightning round, are you ready? Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned a couple of pitches. You've been in plenty of pitches over the 20 plus years you've been in this industry. What is your favorite story that you can share on a podcast around a pitch incident? <laughs> Every pitch seems to have some unique story to it. This is not going to be lightning round. <laughs> I'm going to need a second on this. You know, whether it be in some random hotel room or a delayed flight in an airport or late nights in the office and food, like there's just so many things that go to a pitch and it is the best way to learn about the agency and our business is to spend time in a new pitch room. So I encourage people to explore that and to, to be part of it. It's, it's a lot of work, but it can be really gratifying when it's all done and, and you learn a ton. There's three that really stick out. One, one's connected. My first pitch back when I came back from Pfizer was the Macy's pitch. Months and months of work and found ourselves in these, you know, hallways where we saw the Macy's balloons being created. We saw, you know, just the opportunity to be inside of the Macy's experience. Uh, and then ultimately winning that pitch was was awesome. The second was when we pitched P&G originally back a few years ago and spending all that time connecting so deeply with that client. But there was one moment where we were in the in the conference room there for the big final pitch. We had spent almost a week in Cincinnati together. They moved us around a couple of times at the end. We, we weren't jilted by it at all, but I sat down and I saw the PHE team come in and I just said, geez, like how unbelievable and surreal and unbelievable is this that I'm pitching the biggest marketer in the world 
Like, how did I get here? Like, it was just this moment of like, wow, what an opportunity we have today to, to do this and now to continue to work with them. And then I would say, although we didn't win the pitch, the work that the team did on the Disney pitch two years ago was the greatest assembly of a global team and a, I want to say performance that I've, I've ever seen. And just watching young, talented people inside our organization take on things that maybe they weren't experts in, but to tell this story about our passion and belief for the Disney brand and how we can make them better. It's the greatest three hours I've ever seen in my life. I know we didn't win, but I'll stand by that pitch until the day they don't let me work in this business anymore. And then even a little further. But yeah, those are my kind of big pitch memories. But just the experience is is one that you need to, to go through. So much for lightning. Yeah, that was not lightning. So that was a pretty <laughs> Yeah, that would be a pain. That'd be like the clouds rolling in. Maybe we should, we'll speed it up from here on out. Now we're in the real lightning. Who is your biggest role model? Okay, again, I have so many people have influenced my life, but I, my dad, I mean, the, the, the man and my mom too, like they just instilled values in us as kids about, you know, being good people and, you know, just, bringing kindness to conversations and the empathy that they showed us and support they showed us as kids. So, I mean, that's the foundation of, of everything. So, uh, you know, it's the reason I remember to shave every morning, but yeah, my, my dad, for sure. A perfect day not in the office is spent. Golfing. Favorite course? North Berwick in Scotland. All right. Maybe like one listener has been there, but uh, <laughs> we can Google album that defined your teenage years? This could be embarrassing. Choose wisely. (laughs) I really loved Boys to Men in my teenage years. Okay, that's not embarrassing at all. What would have been the embarrassing one? No, that's probably it, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The movie you cannot turn off. Christmas Vacation. One thing you learned about yourself in the flexible working model. That four hours of commuting a day really was a high price to pay to be in the office every day. Favorite city in the world? And not really a city, but I'm going to say Block Island is my favorite place in the world. Spoken like a true Rhode Island kid. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Well, Mike, thanks so much as always for joining the podcast and congratulations again. Thanks, Chelsea. Uh, I hope you'll have me back. Yeah, we're going to do this a year from now and talk about if we were able to deliver on all these things, but I'm so excited and thanks for, for letting me do this with you. Definitely. In a year and also at CES. So stay tuned. Uh oh. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks again for listening to another episode of The Human Element. We promise that this will not be another six months for our next episode. And you can hear us anywhere you can hear your pods. Give us a like, subscribe, or send us a note. We'll be back out to you real soon. In the meantime, be well.